This is the Our Monkeys My Circus podcast. Yeah, that's what it's called. What do you think? Hey, another podcast. Yes! It's been, I think, a few months. May, June, maybe the last time we did one. So the summer's pretty much blown by. You finished third grade, which is always good news. Yeah. And had a really busy summer. Why don't you give us a quick update on, on what we've done this summer since you got out of school? Um, I made these cool things called mine cards, which are... So wait a second. You've had six weeks of summer so far, and that's the very first thing... That you're most excited about? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> All right, let's hear it. Uh, they're these little cards. It, if you play Pokemon, they're sort of like it. I don't really like Pokemon, but they're sort of like it. Um, okay, that's not a super great sell you, job to start. Go ahead. You you can trade them. They're like different attack strengths. Like the, the biggest attack you can have is 90 on a card, and the biggest health you can have is 30. So why don't you tell us instead of specifics? what the overall strategy of the game is, because this to me sounds like Dungeons and Dragons. What's that? That was a game that nerds played when we were little. So what's the overall strategy of this game? That you should get really good cards, like with power-ups and stuff, like Splash Potion of Poison, which... (laughs) uh, Hey! What's, What's it called? Splash Potion of what? Poison? Yeah. It lasts three turns, and every turn it does 18 damage to your opponent. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so that's very specific. Again, give us a general overview, which means just tell us the big picture. And like, okay, so... Yeah, give uh, me, you have 10 seconds to explain what this you, game is about. You get a card, and it has an amount of health and an amount of attack, and then who, and then whoever is the last one with the, with the card wins. Okay, and uh, yeah, I've seen these cards. This game is incredibly difficult to play. <sighs> Seriously, my friends know how to play it, no problem, but you and mom don't. Maybe it's a generational Even Adrian's friends, who are like four, know how to do it. To be fair, you said they didn't know how to do it, but you you talked to them while you guys played together. Okay, so what gave you this idea? This is based on Minecraft, I'm assuming? Yeah. The the game that's taken over this country and single-handedly ruining this country. Okay, so it it (sighs) started from that. That's three size, and we're literally less than three minutes into this podcast. You're going to hyperventilate if you don't slow down. Okay, so how did you jump from Minecraft, the game, to deciding to make these mine cards? One time, my friend Cole, he just asked me um, to play Pokemon, and I'm like, okay. And then it was, it's sort of like mine cards. That's sort of where I got the inspiration. Half Minecraft, half Pokemon. And uh, this is a sad story. The first time you made how many cards? The very first time you? 88, 88. 88 cards the first time around? It It took me literally, like... If you if you add it up all up, it's probably going to be at least a day and a half. So thirty six hours you spent on these cards. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. And how much of that time have you spent playing soccer? None. Okay. So the very first time you made eighty eight cards, then you went to your Parks and Rec program, which lasted for the first half of the summer, and they were stolen. Yes. <laughs> were- I let somebody borrow them, and then they wouldn't give them back. And then after. They they didn't look like they were telling the truth. They they looked pretty guilty when they were saying it. They said they lost them and they can't find them. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a that's probably a very important life lesson. Uh, get used to that. People uh for various reasons have a lot going on and they don't always tell the truth and they steal things and you know what? It's just you just got to got to move on. You have to continue to be a good person and uh hope that they find their way. 
So yeah, so they stole they stole your cards, quote unquote. We don't have proof of that, but they, as you point out, look guilty. So we'll just assume that they they probably are enjoying them somewhere, even though they don't want to tell you about it. But the good news is that you took that negative and turned it to a positive because um, you were devastated. So I felt yes. felt terribly for you. So we went to Staples and bought five hundred index cards, and then you proceeded to how many of you used of those made out of how many mine carding. What's the name of this game again? Mine cards. How many mine cards did you make out of the 500 I know at cards? least 9,000. I mean 900. I mean 900. Well, we only bought 500 cards, so that's pretty Yeah, but mom bought me 600 other ones. I did not know that. Okay. So 900, do you think? All right. That explains the the carpal tunnel syndrome and the 36 hours you spent working on these cards. Uh, also, um, the mine cards 2.0 was at least twice as good as the... And that's one of the other lessons. You were really excited about the first batch, but you actually found ways to make it better. Yeah, and there were so many cards on the second batch that I found a way to give everybody, like, pass it out in competitions and stuff. Yeah, so you're just ratcheting up the nerd competition at the Marks and Recs, right? <sighs> That's four. Pretty much the so, yeah. opposite of what you just said. But the, the thing is, you made so many cards that the person who stole them probably couldn't be bothered to steal the rest of them because they were so heavy. <laughs> so there you go. You outfoxed them. So yeah, that um, apparently that was a very popular game. I'm joking about it being a, a nerd fest because I never saw you playing with your buddies. But mom said she saw you guys at the pool and one of the lifeguards, one of the young strapping instructors came over and was actually really sounded really excited about this minecart game. Yeah. So, yeah, way to go. Now, uh, oh, we need someone to hear this and rip off your idea and make millions of dollars. So I made you write out a list of things to talk about. That was number one on the list, which should give you some idea of, of where your, your mind is at. But, yeah, that's been actually a pretty big part of your summer, these mind cards. Number two, what does that say? Oh, here we go. Bionicles. Yes. So this is sort of um, Legos 2.0, maybe? Yeah, so... I got I got a new Bionicle a while ago. Why don't you explain what that is for people um, they're, whose they're like, life don't revolve around minecarts like, and Bionicles? They're like Legos, but they're like ball and socket joint guys that you can put together and make different creatures and and like people out of them. Usually, they look like robots and monsters, right? Sort of, yeah. Less um, less people like more monster like. Yeah, kind of. Uh, All right, so your brother got one last week. He was incredibly excited about it. Yep. And he actually let you build it one time, and that was it. And then you got one this week, and yep. uh, you were incredibly excited about it. And so what, what did you want to tell me about Bionicles? Um, it, it turned out that the Bionicle I got, for the first few days it worked fine, but the gear system started to wear off, and whenever I tried to pose the arms higher than above the waist... Then so here, back up. Tell people what the gear system, like what does that do? Um, there's a lever on the back, and when you pull it, it makes the arms go up and down. Okay, the ball and socket arms are are um, run by gears. Yeah. And you manually work it in the back. Okay, so the arms are too heavy for the gears to make the arms move? Yeah, it, there was enough friction on it for the first few days for it to work. Oh, but then after, every time I tried to pose it above the waist, the arms just sagged down. After I like, don't know if this has anything to do with it, but I saw your brother... Just going back and forth with the gears as fast as he could to try to break it. I wonder if that had anything to do with it. <laughs> yeah. Also, I just decided to destroy the Bionicle, just take it apart. Take it apart, not literally. Throw <laughs> yes. Throw the trash compactor. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I built a new one out of it, which I, I think is about five times as cool. Not four? Five. Six? 
Seven. So what did you do to make it five times as cool, conservatively estimated? I, I added so many pieces from the sets I have before. It uh-huh. didn't even look like it was made out of junk like a lot of my other ones. <laughs> there you go. That's progress. Uh, yeah, so yeah, these bionicles are actually surprisingly cool, and they are sort of advanced Legos. And your brother actually likes doing it too, even though, well, he's almost five. He's four and nine-tenths at this point. So, uh, yeah, you guys seem to both love them, and you're still a big Lego guy or not? Yeah. Okay, well, that's good. Bionicles is just a, an extension of that. And um, last time I think we talked about soccer. You had just begun the, the soccer season. It's now over. It's been over for a few weeks now. And how would you say the season went? Pretty good. Why would you say that? Well, I didn't score any goals, but I was really good on defense, I think. Yeah, you were. You got better. You were actually, I think you're a better goalie than you are actually just playing defense. You seem to like goalie more. Would you say yeah. that's true? Mm-hmm, definitely. But uh, the sad news is, for me anyways, that your soccer career appears to be over for now. Yep. Yeah, which explains the podcast beginning with the mind cards and bionicle conversation and not the soccer conversation. Um. Also, it got replaced with something better that I like even more. Well, let's say this. So here's the deal. I, we, me and your mom talked about it with you, that it was fine that you didn't want to play soccer anymore. You've been playing since you were five. You're now nine, so you played each twice a year spring and fall those four years and you're sort of done with that and that's fine but we said you can't be sitting around the house so you had to find something to do and i think it was last february february 2015 actually um uncle joe took us to this rock climbing place down the street and you really liked it yes and so i called him after we started initially having these soccer no more soccer conversations and i called the rock climbing place to see if they had classes and the guy said actually we're about to start a class and I sort of forgot about it. And then now that soccer's over, mom called again a few weeks ago and said, yep, you can come on down. And you went and tried it out uh, a few days ago. It's two hours, yeah. twice a week. And you haven't been rock climbing in probably since the last time I went with Uncle Joe. Is that right? Yeah. So a year and a half, a little longer. So tell me your experience because I didn't get to go to that. Um, it was really, really awesome. And when- So you walked in and you were a little late. So how, were you nervous? Uh, no, not really. Um, one of the best details was one time when I, when I slipped, I had one hand, one hand holding onto the, um, one of the little things, the pegs that they have on there, and then everything else was just flying around. (laughs) Not flying around, but... Hanging off the, you weren't touched, touching any other part of the rock. Yeah, so, and I managed to pull myself up with the other hand. Cool. Uh, Uncle Joe has a rule about rock climbing. What is it? Have fun. <laughs> Doesn't he always say have three points of contact? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think you were going with the have fun lesson as opposed to three points of contact lesson when you were hanging off there dangling. <laughs> Did the uh, instructor tell you three points of contact? No. All right. So, uh, so so okay. So, you got there. and Just tell me what happened because I don't know what happened. Um... It was really fun, like... Here's the deal. When I say tell me what happens, okay, you walk yeah, in the I, door. I was about to tell you Okay, what. go ahead. The instructor said that some of his students, they they actually fought over the one that was easier, the climbing wall, because you sometimes do two at a time. And I, wa- I wanted the, the harder one, actually. And you like that? Yeah. And how'd it go when you did the hard one? Uh, it went pretty good. I fell off once, but... You're belayed in, so you're fine. Yeah. Cool. So you were there for two hours. You seemed to enjoy the whole thing, your mom said? Yeah. Okay. What did the instructor say to you during and after 
Anything you remember? Uh, just like where he told me to put my feet. Nothing that works for every climbing thing. That's what he said? Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad you liked it. You were a little hesitant a few months ago to do it. I'm not yes. sure why. Do you remember why? I just don't like when people tell me exactly what I have to do, and then I have to do it. Yeah. Guess what that's called? What? Life. <sighs> <laughs> you can huff and puff all you want. That is what it, that's, there are very few people in this world that can go through life without having someone tell them what to do. You seem to have no issue with that at school. Yeah, but it's, it's school. It's not like... Your parents? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's great. That's great that you love rock climbing. You're going to go back. I think it's a two-month class that starts in um, a few weeks, so you'll do that. And I think you seem to like individual sports more than team sports. Is that true? Yes. Why is that, do you think? Because you don't have a whole team relying on you to win it. What's good or bad about that? Um, that the only person you disappoint is yourself when you <laughs> lose. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, yeah, no, I think it's great. I think it's great that you love rock climbing and I think it's a, an awesome sport and it's a sport that I don't know anything about. So the good news is I can sort of learn about it while you're doing it. And then, uh, at some point soon, I'll probably be awesomer than you and climbing past you like a, like a pro. You looking forward to that? <laughs> I'm looking forward to beating you. The truth is you will probably, you are, and will continue to probably be a better rock climber than me. That's not the, my forte. The, the instructor said I was like a little tree frog. Yeah, that's actually a great description. And uh, I don't know if people know this, but you're actually green, so it works out perfectly. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're, you're Yoda. You're, you're super <laughs> hairy, and you're short, and you're green. Well, well, hey, joke's on you. You're related to Yoda. Okay, so you did that. And that was a good... You had actually... Your mom said this the other day. You, you guys have had a, gr- a great week. And then today, the day after your rock climbing, or two days after rock climbing, you had your first tennis lesson, first ever tennis lesson, talking about individual sports. You had never played tennis before, right? You've never even... No. Yeah. In fact, you didn't have a racket until after the tennis lesson. I had to go get you one. So tell me about that, that experience from the time that you were practicing by yourself before, because we got there to practice a little early. Um, T- tell us about your coach, first of all. What, what do you think he was like? He yells a lot, but not in like a serious kind of way. He does yell a lot, not in a serious kind of way. And I think he's very good at sort of getting kids motivated. So there, I think there's seven people in your class. Yeah. And what's the breakdown of that? I'm the only boy. It seems to be six girls. One of the girls is awesome. I think she's had lessons before. She's played before. The other girls are very good. And you were, I was surprised at how good you were. Were you surprised at how well you did? Yes. Do you remember some of the things you learned? Oh, keep your left shoulder like pointed at the person. Exactly. Because you were pulling it, which means you were hitting it to the left side of the court. And one time you actually cleared the fence. So you owe your coach a quarter because you hit it over the fence. Yes. You have to give him a quarter. But you were hitting some uh, volleys. Do you remember what a volley is? Just tapping the ball sort of with the racket when it gets close. Before it hits. So the ball doesn't bounce. You hit it yeah. in the air. You're doing ground strokes. Uh, you're doing a forehand, forehands with your strong hand. Yeah. So you guys worked on all, you worked on serves. You did all this in your hour lesson today. And you were doing, you were at the net working on volley. So yeah, you guys got a lot done. I was very, very impressed. Did you feel good about the way it went or not? Yeah. Uh, here's something that you may or may not know. You probably don't. Granddad is a big tennis player. So I'm sure he will be talking smack at some point about wanting to play and beating you in tennis. He'll never just say, I want to play. <laughs> he says, he'll probably have to say he's going to beat you. But the joke's on him because you can, you're certainly more mobile than he is. So <laughs> all you have to do is hit it from one side to the next and watch him run. <laughs> do you not play tennis with your mom? Oh gosh, uh, this was probably 15, no, this was 17 years ago, Oof, a long time ago, and she was just learning to play tennis, and I played tennis a little bit growing up, and your mom's very competitive, you'll appreciate this, she doesn't like people telling her what to do in sports, 
Oh, finally I get to rub something in her face for once. (laughs) Well, listen to this. So I was just trying to help her out on on how to play tennis and some things she could do to, to, you know, consistently get the ball over the net and she didn't want to hear it. So (laughs) here's what I did. She would get the ball over the net and I would just hit it to one corner and watch her run. She hit it over the net, I hit it to the other corner and watch her run. And she would never say, okay, now, now I'll take your advice. She just wanted to be stubborn. So just ran around a little bit. I don't think she appreciated that after the fact or during the fact. But uh, yeah, I just remember that story. So there you go. Maybe that's where you get it. Yes. The lesson there is that I'm always right, though. No, the lesson there is that you're always wrong. (laughs) Uh, Probably more wrong than right. But there's a lesson in there somewhere. All right. What else we got on this list that I made you write out before we did the podcast? Oh, we've been going to the pool a lot. Your brother is swimming like a crazy person last year. I think we talked about this on the podcast. At some point, he ran off the diving board. He forgot his swimmies. Yeah. And he sunk sunk right to the bottom. <laughs> and his mom and his aunt and his, and his um, grandfather had to dive into the pool to, to, quote unquote, save him. Luckily, he kept his mouth shut so he didn't suck in a bunch of water. But this year, he's going off the diving board, no problem, and swimming pretty well. But he can go off the diving board, come up, swim to the side. And he actually is swimming pretty well for, for a guy just learning how to do it. What are your thoughts on his uh, swimming skills? He is Fishy Lips Junior, and I'm Fishy Lips Senior. Yeah, no, that's about right. You, When we went to Disney two years ago, you were swimming, but you were barely able. When I would see you swimming, you would just have your two lips above the water. That's how low in the water you were. But now you're just like a fish. You're all over the place. Mm-hmm. And he's yeah. he understands, you know, how to get air. And if he gets tired, he floats on his back, and he seems to have a pretty good idea of what's going on. So that's great. And let's see, you've been swimming at the, the pool in our neighborhood up the street. You've been swimming at swimming lessons. You have been swimming at um, Pop's house nonstop. And you just graduated. Do you know what you, your latest swimming lesson promotion was? I was moving up from level four to level five. I wonder what happens in level five. Do you have any idea? Erin gave me a heads up. She said that um, we had to go 100 meters for each stroke. So that's the length of the pool. Can you do that? No, it, it's twice as long oh, as the it's, pool. Oh, gotcha. You have to go there and back. Okay, can you do that? Yeah, probably. What strokes do you know? Uh, backstroke, fr- um, front crawl, and pretty much not every other stroke, but a lot of them. Yeah, there are a lot of them. Side stroke. Yeah. I can do the side stroke. Um. What about the uh, dolphin kick? Butterfly. Yeah. You guys don't do the butterfly, do you? Yeah, we do. It's actually really hard. It is. I'm not good. I'm not that good at it. Yeah, to be, do the butterfly, you have to be pretty strong. Interesting. Well, good. I think Granddad used to swim back in the day too, so I'm sure he'll tell you he can beat you in that. You have a lot of things to beat him in, and I'm guessing you will have <laughs> much less trouble than he might think you will. You know what? You get all that losing from him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you hear that, Granddad? <laughs> you are the reason I'm a loser. Thank you very much. You heard it from the uh, but, froggy. But it's also but, against you, not just against Granddad. Well, like I said about the Yoda comment, we're all related, so it might trickle down to you. You have to fight the power on that one. No, I don't want to be short like Yoda. <laughs> Well, at least you didn't say short like me. I appreciate that. So uh, speak- No, I don't want to be short like you or, t- of- or have T-Rex arms like you. Yeah, yeah. We get it. T-Rex arms. <laughs> I would slap you when my T-Rex arms can't reach across the table. <laughs> Speaking of family, um, Aunt Heather, who was back from Indonesia with her family, with Uncle Tripp and Drew Bird and Ella and Roman <laughs> and Harper, they're all back from Indonesia. They're back in the States. She was telling me a few weeks ago that the kids love listening to the podcast and they were asking when another one's coming. I wrongly promised them in a few days, but here it is. So that's good. What are your yeah. thoughts about having them 
uh, not be 6,000 miles away. It would just be a couple hundred miles away. Woohoo! Maybe we can go visit them sometime. That would be spectacular. So, uh, yeah, that's cool that they're back. So, uh, anything else you want to talk about? Not really. All right. Well, I think we had a good little podcast in here. We talked about a lot of things and uh, we were off for a few months, but maybe we'll try to come back sooner. I make you no promises. All right. Well, uh, next time we, we talk, hopefully soon, we'll check in uh, on the rock climbing and the tennis and uh, get some updates on the swimming. And Adrian's actually going to play five-year-old soccer in a few weeks. So that'll be something else to look forward to. We'll see how that goes, if you can follow in your illustrious footsteps or not. And uh, otherwise, that's all I got. I will uh, smell you later. Yeah, I feel like I could climb a mountain. <sighs> I get to sigh on the last smell one. Smell you later. Remember, you can subscribe to the podcast via iTunes. <laughs> <laughs>